0: Welcome back, Living the Good Life Show, live in Los Angeles, Dallas, Texas, or Orange County, California. We are covering it all right here, live. And uh, I'm excited to bring on America's Frontline Doctor, uh, one of many, but he is truly one of the best uh, at all. I mean, seriously, at everything. And uh, keeping me healthy, keeping everyone healthy. Dr. Jeffrey Barkey, how you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing great here beautiful sunny day in southern california i can't complain yeah there you go hey doc we haven't heard much about covid in the last uh, four or five weeks pretty (laughs) much had hampered down remind me again what's covid (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) right we're seeing very very little illness uh you know at the peak i was treating multiple patients a day Hmm. some of whom had quite severe symptoms others mild symptoms Um, I haven't treated a case of COVID now in, oh gosh, probably two weeks. And so it's still out there. And I think more and more uh, people might be getting COVID and it's mild symptoms. Mm -hmm. And maybe they don't even test. They've got a bad cold. They're realizing, especially with Omicron, that the vast majority of people that get Omicron have cold-like symptoms. The younger you are, the milder it is. I have kids that get Omicron a couple, three days, they're over it like they had a bad cold. Mm -hmm. So to be honest with you, I'm not even recommending people test anymore. It's really irrelevant. This is such an easy illness to treat. You treat it not unlike you would treat a bad cold. So I always recommend you get some sort of nasal throat irrigation system that kills viruses, and you can just do that by mixing water with a little bit of hydrogen peroxide or betadine that's brown cleaning liquid that we clean wounds with yeah you snort it up you spit it out you do that every few hours it kills the virus in the back of your nose and throat if you did nothing but that and that was the only thing you had to treat covid you would significantly reduce the severity and the duration of the symptoms and more and more people are doing that kind of thing now there's pretty widespread knowledge about the importance of vitamin d Um, so almost everybody is, has either measured their vitamin D or taking a vitamin D supplement. So the basic information, thank goodness is finally getting out there, uh, because of doctors like Peter McCullough, Harvey Risch, Jay Bhattacharya, and others Mm -hmm. that have been on the front lines speaking about, um, the importance of early treatment. And even if you, even if you remove some of the so-called controversial drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which, by the way, I still think are very, very effective. Mm -hmm. Even if you remove those, um, you still have the ability to treat this with some of the other things that I that i talked
0: about maybe just kind of rolling it into something else right now because i mean i think that people are seeing you know they're calling the pandemic to be it's almost gone it's almost gone they're always like they're taking that stance now it's crazy although i just felt like that that was the case for so long but my question to you is i think more of a a topic that i think is on most people's mind whether you're for it or not is the vaccine or the whatever you want to call it I just, yeah. I just noticed recently, I think yesterday, CNBC came out that the Pfizer COVID vaccine was just 12% effective against Omicron in kids, 5 to 11, which is crazy. I didn't think that the CNBC would even report that, but what's your opinion on that?
1: Well, you're right. The C- Listen, the CDC is withholding data in order to um, influence behavior. The CDC is withholding data to influence behavior. And what I mean by that is, they're not releasing all the data that they have and they've stated they haven't done that because they're worried that the average schmo will look at that data and will be less likely to want to get a vaccine. Well, hello. And they don't want that to happen. And they said, and then the average person can't understand the data. So until they fully vetted the data and then can put their own narrative explanation with it, they don't want to release the data. Mm -hmm. You're right about the, Uh, about the vaccine being very low effectiveness, especially against Omicron in children. Mm -hmm. And they've come out now, the CDC has now created their own narrative and said, yeah, that's true, but it's reduced hospitalization significantly in that same group of people, which may or may not be true. You know, I listened to, it was painful, but I listened to the State of the Union uh, last (laughs) night and (laughs) and President. (laughs) And President Biden was again pushing the pushing the vaccine narrative. Yeah, yeah. I mean it doesn't listen. It doesn't. It just it's so mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Why on God's name would we vaccinate a child against an illness they're not at risk? So just just straight up that
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're not at risk of this disease. If you go to the CDC website, and I do this from time to time, and if you Google uh, CDC COVID deaths by age you can uh, get the data for the number of kids less than 18 years old that have died throughout the pandemic. Right. And, and last I checked, I don't know, it's like 925 or something. Now, don't get me wrong, and I don't mean to minimize any of those deaths. Every, one, every death of a child, whether it's COVID or something else, is a horrible tragedy. I have friends and family that have mm. lost kids, and it's, uh, it doesn't get any worse than that. Uh, but mm. when you uncover those deaths, the reality is that Children that die of COVID have significant comorbidities. And what I mean by that is, is healthy kids simply don't die of COVID. The kids that die of COVID have underlying illness. They have uh, leukemia and other forms of childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. They have congenital heart disease or even undiagnosed uh, congenital disease that wasn't known. They've got severe obesity or diabetes. So healthy kids don't die of covid And even if you take the 900 and change kids that have died over the last two plus years Mm -hmm. and do the math with the number of kids that have gotten COVID in the United States, statistically speaking, when you analyze it, it comes out to a statistical zero risk of death in kids less than 18. But so here we are. We're going to vaccinate a kid against a disease that they're not at risk. And we're doing it with an experimental vaccine. I'm not sure we can even call it a vaccine, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. an experimental vaccine that have no long-term safety studies. What, why would we do that to our kids? Our poor little kids, we'd, we'd inject them with a product right. that has no long-term safety studies against the disease. They're not at risk. And an article just came out yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, that they're finding these uh, nanoparticles and the DNA these messenger RNA viruses that get uh, that get transcribed into DNA in the, in, li- in the liver. And so we just don't know what these things are going to do long-term right. to adults, right. let alone children. And if you're an adult and you want to raise your hand <clears throat> and take this vaccine, have at it, you're an adult, you can consent. But a, but a kid, a 10-year-old, come on, yeah. what are we doing? You know, these are the same people to tell us that we should be masking our poor little kids in school that now want to jab them with an experimental vaccine. Doesn't make sense. Thank God parents are pushing back against this, and uh, hopefully it will end soon.
0: We're talking to Dr. Jeffrey Barkey out of uh, Newport Beach, California, um, who's one of the greatest, in my opinion. Um, You should definitely uh, check out his website, rxforliberty.com, and we'll get into that. But um, this is just one thing that came up, and I'm just curious on your opinion. Because I know someone, their son was completely healthy, or at least showed no signs of illness, even getting COVID and all that. And then they got the vaccine, the first shot, started having uh, you know breathing issues. You know, got the second one, now has signs of like Crohn's and all those uh, side effects and symptoms, and it's only getting worse and worse. He's on breathing treatments now, and I'm not saying oh this is all because of the vaccine, but the timing is really fishy. And then you read upon it, and there's so many you know, cases like this around the country, around the world probably, and it's scary. And I don't want to just say, oh, that's because they got the vaccine because I don't want to be that guy. But how do you respond to something like that?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of vaccine injury that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, I've seen it personally in my practice. Uh, with both adults and younger folks that have gotten vaccinated and now, now they have some chronic symptoms that we're dealing with. It's really hard to do cause-and-effect studies, mm-hmm. and especially when the agencies that we trust to do that are being funded by, uh, by the vaccine and pharmaceutical companies. It's hard to even trust that they will do due diligence in some of these studies. You know, listen, we, we've got a site that is collecting vaccine injury data, and that's called VAERS. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. Mm -hmm. This is not a crazy right-wing site. This is a site that's run by the Biden administration, CDC, and FDA. It's been in existence for many, many years. And when you look at that site, there's hundreds of thousands of reported vaccine injuries. Mm. We're now up to something like 20,000 deaths associated with the vaccine. And for those of you who say, yeah, but that system isn't accurate, anybody can just report nonsense to that system. Mm-hmm. It's actually not true. So first of all, I've reported to that system, and when you do so, it's, it's laborious. It, it takes a long time. It's like a half-hour to 45-minute process of going through the Leviathan bureaucracy to report. Uh, there's also a disclosure on it that says you are reporting under, under penalty of perjury. Uh, so if you report something false, you can be fined or imprisoned or have your license taken away. And also, listen, there was a study done in the 1990s. It was called the Lazarus Study, and it was out of Harvard. And they looked at HMO data from a giant HMO database to look at vaccine injuries and then try to figure out if the VAR system was accurately reflecting the vaccine injuries. And what they concluded was less than 1% of all serious vaccine injuries were being reflected and reported to the VAERS system. So whatever you see on VAERS, you got to multiply that by some large number uh, to get to the actual number. So there's underreports vaccine injuries and deaths, and it should be taken seriously. But the CDC and the FDA poo-poo that data, and they say, well, it's not really accurate. And We sort of kind of investigate. Nothing to see here. These aren't the drones you're looking for. Um, but if it's not a good system, then why don't they fix the system? They've had years and years to fix this system that they say isn't a good system, but they don't. And the reason why they don't is they want political cover to say, well, this, you know, we've got this system, but it's not very accurate and so forth. Then they should fix it if they don't think it's accurate and they refuse to do so. Why? Because the FDA and the CDC, 50% of all the funding from the FDA and CDC Come from the industries that they're supposed to be overseeing. And that's the pharmaceutical industry and the vaccine industries. So these are, these are what we called captured agencies. Uh, they no longer can be trusted to have the back of the American people and to do the work that they're supposed to do. It'd be the equivalent of, um, of the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, being funded by ExxonMobil. And that's what's happening with these three letter healthcare agencies, CDC, FDA, National Institutes of Health, NIH, et cetera, is they're they're compromised. Uh, they can't be trusted, unfortunately, and I do say that unfortunately, Yeah. and I think it can be fixed. We need to get pharma funding out of these industries. Uh, they need to get back to doing the work for the American people, funded only by taxpayer dollars, and we need to have a turnover of people there so we have scientists and researchers that we can trust that aren't career bureaucrats Uh, that have side gigs where they leave these industries, and then they become lobbyists for the pharmaceutical industry. we got to stop that process from happening. Hey, Doc, speaking of pharma, what's your take and opinion on, uh, I I guess it's Pfizer that's uh, come up with some form of uh, oral uh, or a pill to fight COVID? Yeah, it's called Paxlovid. And listen, any doctor should be welcoming the tools to help treat uh, these viral illnesses. And President Biden made mention of it. Test to treat program, federal government test to treat, go into a pharmacy, get tested. If you're positive, the pharmacist for free hands you a uh, uh, pill that you can now treat. Mm. You know, it's ridiculous. So first of all, <laughs> we shouldn't be looking to drug therapy to treat that which ails us. We already have treatments. You don't need drugs. You need a n- nose, throat, rinse system. You need to be on vitamin D, et cetera need to support the body's immune system not look for a pill not to mention that we have cheap inexpensive repurposed medication that work equally as well and remember nothing's for free so president biden says you get the product for free well who do you think's paying for this at a thousand dollars a pop yeah you and i are with our taxpayer money so they they shouldn't be doing that in my opinion they shouldn't be doing that they should be putting up protocols for treatment Patients should be uh, consulting with their doctors, Mm. um, which now apparently in California, there's a bill circulating through uh, the Assembly that wants to make it illegal for me to voice my opinion and, as they put it, spreading quote-unquote misinformation. So they want to be able to take physicians' licenses away for um, spreading so-called misinformation. And it's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's scary that we're politicizing um, medicine. Um, And it's really got to stop. And that's that's A-B, which stands for Assembly Bill 2098. Just Google it, Assembly Bill 2098, California. And it disciplines doctors for sharing COVID, quote-unquote, misinformation. Okay. Hey, Doc, if I'm not mistaken, because we talked to so many people, but uh, did your father have COVID a couple months ago, and I'm assuming he's okay? Yeah, Dad had COVID, by the way. Dad lives uh, outside of Dallas, Texas. And uh, yeah. he had COVID, and he did fine. You know, I, I put him on the, the usual repurposed medication, and uh, a couple, three, four days, uh, he was fine. And listen, and my dad's at high risk. Uh, yeah. So he's you know, 85, 86 years old, and, and he's in a very high-risk group. But because we treated early, very early, um, mm-hmm. he did fine. He's recovered, and he's out and about doing his thing. Uh, back out at his little fishing hole, and he's doing fine.
0: I know you're busy, and I want to ask you just a couple more things here um, while we have you. And then I also want to promote RxForLiberty.com. It just came out recently that the CDC no longer recommends universal case investigation, or in other words, contact tracing, where we saw so many, I mean, I mean schools were doing it to uh, even football teams. I mean, you name it, everyone. So wh- why all of a sudden now you think that they're just coming out with this?
1: Well, I think, for one, it doesn't work, and it's just a complete and utter waste of time. This nonsense of what we used to do in quarantining people that have no symptoms but were exposed, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. The science doesn't support that. Um, we know that asymptomatic people... Patients that have no symptoms of illness do not spread the illness. It's such common sense, and we've known this for, you know, a hundred years in medicine. It's like, can you get a cold from somebody that doesn't have a cold? I mean, it doesn't happen. So this, this nonsense waste of time and effort and money and personnel by yeah. contra- contact people where we'd isolate an athlete that was exposed but have no symptoms makes no sense at all and thank goodness they're finally dropping it uh but with with dropping things like that they are shifting to now uh again supporting the universal vaccination of everybody including young athletes in, including children those that are at the lowest risk of bad outcome with covid and i think that's a big mistake the covid vaccine in my opinion causes more harm than good especially in younger people
0: it seems like the White House, with them introducing this new response strategy that we all heard about in the State of, of the Union and all this, how he's going to roll out this um, you know, new normal, if you will, which just seems like as though they want to finally get rid of the mandates and all this so they could uh, say, hey, guess what? The vaccine worked, and that's why the numbers show it, and blah blah blah. Which is why you have to go get the vaccine right now. It just seems like there's so much more behind the message. I'm not sure, um, and I feel like it's always about the money. But maybe that's just me being, you know, crazy.
1: No, I think I think you're right, and uh, you know, part of the part of the problem is is that the the science is following parent outrage, and so more and more mama bears have been protesting and pushing back against the the mask mandates in schools, against the vaccine mandates that we see coming down. And so the Biden administration is seeing this. They're also looking ahead at November 2022 Mm. and realizing that there's going to be a shellacking. So they're trying to change the narrative around, uh, away from their failed policies Mm -hmm. for COVID, for international affairs, for our economy, and trying to pivot to something that they think will resonate with the American people, this test-to-treat thing and reducing and eliminating mandates and so forth.
0: Hey, uh, let's use this time now to really get people the access they need, and certainly uh, you've done so much good. Talk about Rx for Liberty and how people can learn more.
1: Uh, Rx for Liberty is my personal website. and There's information there about COVID. Uh, I also wrote a book, 5th edition just came out, uh, COVID-19, A Physician's Take on the Exaggerated Fear of the Coronavirus. It's available on Amazon or directly through my publisher if you want to bypass Amazon. <laughs> there's a tab for COVID. <laughs> there's a ca- there's a ta- I'm addicted to Amazon like everybody. I know yeah, it's hard to find an alternative. <laughs> there's a, a tab on COVID treatment that uh, curates uh, a bunch of sites that include uh, protocols, so if you come down with COVID, you can look at the protocol and ask your doctor for treatment or just follow the nutraceutical protocols, vitamins and supplements and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's links to docs that are doing telemedicine. If your own doc won't prescribe a medicine such as ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine and you want to get those. So there's a, there's a lot on that website, including you can sign up for an email. I send out an email every couple of weeks with uh, my latest uh, musings and rants and uh, you can sign up for that, and um, contact me there, too. There's a tab that says Contact Barky, and I respond to every uh, message that comes in through my website.
0: Love it. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Everything. Yeah.
1: Doc, thanks so much. I just swallowed my 20th uh, vitamin and supplement uh, <laughs> about a half hour ago. You're, you're always on my mind. <laughs> awesome well listen thanks guys for having me on i appreciate it and let's do it again soon so we can update your audience
0: all right there you go dr jeffrey barkey out of orange county california and of course uh, if you missed this segment uh, as we are live you can find it also uploaded on our podcast doesn't get much better he truly is one of the best here living the good live show we'll be right back everyone Dr. to mm-hmm.